Welcome to the Smarticle Podcast, where we take a good article and make it gooder. All right, Brandon, there's a new movie out, The Banshees of Innerishin. I think that's based on uh, <laughs> Martin McDonough's bleak comedy, which has wowed critics and set audiences wondering. One day during the Irish Civil War on the beautiful, though grindedly uneventful island of Innerishin, Padratic, Colin Farrell goes to pick up his best friend, Colm, Brendan Gleeson, for their daily pint at the local pub. But Colm doesn't want to go with Patrick. In a crude early 20th century version of airing or ghosting, Colm speaks to him only to say that he no longer wants to speak to him. What follows is a rather desolate, if amusing, study of male friendship, its habits, limits, and lack of mutual understanding or emotions. We read a review slash point of information about this movie from Andrew Ranthony, I'm the Guardian. You can find him at Andrew Ranthony on Twitters. Okay, first up, will you see this movie? And where do you review, rate the review on the woke meter of this movie? I will definitely see this movie. I love Irish movies. I love just the whole. Oh, I love them. Absolutely, my favorite. I mean, you know, my my family is is half Irish, so it's like there's a lot of weird, you know, potato Rican in me. <laughs> so I love, and Ireland's a beautiful country, and I find that Irish storytellers are amazing, but. I also like the idea, the subject of the movie. The guy that wrote the article is uh, very interesting. Actually, he wrote he wrote this article, and he's talked about the kind of he he's against this wokeness. He's against people's language, and it, it just I was surprised. I didn't expect that to be so. I, this guy Andrew Anthony is definitely he probably at one point was very woke, but he's definitely moved down way away from the ultra woke meter. He in fact wrote a book. It was either a book or an article. I'm not quite sure if it was, but I think it's a book called The Fallout, How a Guilty Liberal Lost His Innocence. And it's just all about how woke folks ruined him. And like he started going, wait, not some of this stuff doesn't make any sense. And so he started pushing back on it and he wrote this book about it. So I, I thought that was really interesting. But his point about this, what he talked about was the statistics around men. I thought there were some really, really interesting statistics in the article about why men choose not to have friends. What would you think of the article overall? Well, yeah, I feel like if you want to get into that, um, he talks a lot about how a man gets married and then they basically take the wife's friends yes. because she's the social coordinator for the family. Kind of like you. Uh, that's true-ish. But, but I think for most men... I mean, do you think that's true? Like the women kind of set, I mean, that's not true in your house. So it's not true in my house. I mean, we, we're pretty much evenly split on yeah. that. I mean, yes. Corey takes the, the lead on some things, others. In your house, Karen runs the calendar. So you often get vetoed because you didn't look at the calendar. That's more about your laziness than it is about Karen <laughs> driving the social the social uh, calendar of the family. I did but think that's, it was, what that's what he's saying. No, that's no, like, I agree. I agree. And that's my point is that I think that it's one of the issues I have with men in general when you try to organize. You're like, uh, my wife does this thing, and they have these women's supper club. And they'll get 30 women. They'll just be like, we're doing a supper club. They all show up, bring meals, and everybody's – they barely know each other. They're all here. And they, they had hosted one at our house. And I was like, holy cow. If I said, let's have a dude's supper club, if it wasn't at a bar or we weren't playing, like, disc golf, no one would show up. And, and you know, like, say, a men's supper club is almost unheard of. And I think that it's partly because guys – have different motivations. I would love it if there was a men's supper club. I think that'd be great to First go and all, do that. 
listen, I don't want to parse words here, but I am not invited a bunch of my friends over and be like, come over for supper club. Well, why? I would well, be why? like, why? I would say, hey, come over for some meat. Hey, yeah, we're going to go sausage okay. fast. But, that's but what... like you kept saying supper club. I'm like, I'm not coming to your supper club. Why is that? Because that's yeah, a stupid is, name. Well, the meaning is the same. You're, you're, how about stupid dinner club? Name. That's a how about dinner name. club? That, I would come to that's that. That's my point. That's no, my point. No, but you said supper no, club. No, that's, that's exactly name. it. You've taken this bizarre, archaic view of it. Instead of saying, what's it about? You're like, I ain't going to that. It's a cheap I'm thing. Oh, what? That's the point he's trying to make. And then men end up lonely no. and miserable. If and I have no friends. I would send out an email to 30 guys right now. Be like, hey, everybody, come over and eat my meat. That's what I, that's exactly, that's what I would say. And I think Larry's, people would come. Larry's mom, I'm sorry for your son. That's embarrassing. But you, you're was, sort of, I don't know if you're being tongue in cheek, but you're definitely I highlighting. Am, I'm not being tongue in cheek. I know, but that's, and that says everything. That's the problem is that it doesn't matter what it is, whether, hey, we're going to have a barbecue. Well, what is the big deal? If you said, hey, I'd like to have a dinner party at my house. It's all, it's going to be all dudes. 90% of them will be like, eh, I'm not going to that. It's lame. Blah. Right. I'm like, why? If it's just getting together at somebody's house and bringing food over and eating, the point is to get together and have a conversation. The point is, it doesn't matter what you do. You can call it whatever you want. Call it Wiener Club for all I care. But my point is, you have Sausage made a point fest. to say, I'm not going to that because it's named a dumb name. That's it ridiculous. Is. I wouldn't. Well, I, I know. I, honestly, and you're the reason why this generation doesn't have any friends. Go to su- no, that's not the truth. That is true. It's not true. It's not true. Got there. There's there's a bunch of different things going on there, but I, me and you both know that guys these days are having trouble socializing. So yes. that's why the typical guy, if you send out an appropriately named dinner invitation, and I agree with you, I wouldn't send that either. But my point is that's a that's a part of the problem. A part of yeah. the problem is that guys have this bizarre. You know, there's these rules. You're like, what? What the hell does that even mean? There was another piece of this article that was very personal to me, which was. Um, he, you know, he was ghosted by this guy and he talks about, uh, gives a couple of examples of people that stop being friends with different people, uh, guys stop being friends with other guys and, and with almost no explanation. And I think that's very true. I don't know if that happens less with women or not, but I do know that it, for me, I'm a really loyal guy. I'm a loyal friend. I've had the same friends for my whole life. I've lost very few friendships, but there have definitely been some, and what I have discovered and what I do believe to be true, and, this, and again, this may be cross-gender, so I don't know the answer to this, but by and large, when those people ghost a relationship, they don't tell you why they did it because they it's too hard for them. That I wonder how many of these ghosted relationships or like this could be solved by just having an honest conversation. So why aren't guys having honest conversations saying, hey, this really bothers me, and if it keeps going, I don't think I can be your friend anymore. Right? Well, Why can't we do I that? I mean, I, I feel like you kind of made it simple. Any relationship takes a lot of work. And there you just we were just talking off the air about some some issues that are going on in your family in terms of like people getting along and weird stuff. They'll be fine eventually because you you kind of can't write off your own family for the most part. But friendships are unique, right? We don't have that blood tie. So we choose our friends. My only point to that is he even says that in there. He's like, if I could reconcile with this person, I would. I'm simply saying this says what this article is saying is that that's what happens. Guys don't have these complications. Is it complicated? 
Of course. Is it messy? Of course. Is there times where it cannot be fixed? Absolutely. But it has to start with at least a real conversation. That's all my point is. I definitely feel, you know, me and you, I think the heart of what we're talking about is we feel sad for men. Me and you are lucky that we have great guys. We're not afraid of guys. We're not afraid of a dinner party. We're not afraid. We actually welcome that. We want that. But I think we're in the minority. We don't have problems with that. But we know that this is the growing problem. We know that we're going to have a man problem in 10, 20 years. Well, so then Women the question great. I would ask before you leave then this conversation is, what's the solution? Because he doesn't really offer any solution. There's a new book out that I want to pick up. It's called uh, Of Boys and Men, Why the Modern Male is Struggling, Why It Matters, and What to Do About It. I haven't read it, but I'm like, oh. And that was referenced in this article. I'm like, I am definitely going to go pick that up. You know, this article was written with a British audience. It was an English author. And so there's a lot of stuff that's specific to to England. But I found it really interesting that so many of the same factors were at work with men in England as in the United States. So what's the answer, Larry? What's your answer to this Well, problem? so here's what I would say. There's never an answer with words, in my opinion, to any problem in the world. There's never an answer. My boys, I'm raising two of them, in my life, see my friends come over regularly. They see me go play golf with my friends regularly. Mm-hmm. They talked to my male friends. They referred to them, in some cases, as uncles. Like my boys see that I got lots of friends and they live it because they're over all the time. My, you just have to live racism. You got to be around people that are different than you and your kids have to see it or they will do the same thing. So it's always about how are, what's the example you're providing for your family? Well, then we have a big uphill climb Yeah, because I think (laughs) that, you know, I've been battling this for at least 20 years of trying to get. Uh, men to get together and just in an you know come together and just actually have honest conversations with each other and it is like pulling teeth man to get yep. guys to show up to just be in you know each other's lives is tough i mean i i do feel lucky i feel like you and i are in this weird category of men that say hey i'm i want male friends and and part of this article said most men over a certain age don't want male friends i i don't yeah. think that's true I think they do. I just don't think they know how to get it. And I think that many of them are socially lazy because it requires a lot of effort. And so they're like, well, I'll just, I'll just abdicate this responsibility to my wife who will handle the social calendar. And that's why these guys that either, you know, get widowed or, you know, uh, maybe get divorced. They have no friends. They have no real friends. I mean, it's just really sad. It is sad. I just went away last weekend. I don't know when you're going to know this with like Stewie and everybody for like 12 guys away yeah. for the weekend. Just is so soul giving and fun guys being guys of playing golf is you got to have it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that when we can model and show that a guy's outing isn't a strip club, right? I think yeah. a lot of women are, I think there's probably totally. another part of it where totally. because women control the social calendar, I think a lot of women, especially insecure ones are afraid to let their husband, and maybe he deserved it. Maybe he's such a D bag that he's going to go, uh, to a strip club. I will be honest yeah. with you. I cannot stand strip clubs. I, I will never either. go to a strip club. Yep. I don't like them. I, I'm not saying I'm some perfect, pure guy. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying I don't find it life-giving at all in the no. least. So my wife doesn't have to worry about me doing that. She might have to worry about me getting arrested or doing something stupid, <laughs> but she doesn't have to worry about that. So I think part of it is our responsibility to say, we're going to go do healthy things yeah. that are healthy for us, not unhealthy things. Like host a dinner club. Hey, men, come over for dinner club at my house. Bring flowers. I'm going to do an Evite. No one uses Evite anymore, but I'm going to do one. And it's going to say dinner club. Supper club. I'm going to call it the men's supper club. We're going to do it. You know what I'm going to reply to your Evite? Let me kick you in the D. That's a stupid invite. (laughs) I feel sorry for you. And once again, Larry, you have 
literally taught me nothing during this show other than that you are a very shallow human being. 